Welcome to the Cinema Swamp. Okay. Let's party. In episode 74, we talk about our top 10 favorite movies of the 1990s. We're talking about action. We're talking about comedy. We're talking about some drama, some weird stuff, some Tarantino stuff, some Coen Brothers stuff, some animated stuff. We're all over the place. But then again, so was the 90s. Join the Swamp Crew as we dig into our POG collection and some VHSs and talk about our favorite 90s films. Well, we are back. We are back. We made it. If you remember, uh, long-time <laughs> listeners from the last episode, I said that there just may not even be a podcast anymore after the election, which hadn't happened yet. Of course, that episode was posted after the election, so they made it. Don't worry. Uh, but now we are in, it, we're in post-election world, so... I guess I guess now we're we may go on as they say. Mm-hmm. We just have to finish our decade episodes at least yeah. before <laughs> uh, imminent destruction, so we can properly document history. <laughs> right, the important we, thing. We, we only have a few decades left, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. We're almost there. <laughs> Actually, this is the halfway point because yeah, we're doing nineties today. We did seventies. We did well. We did. Did we do a whole episode on 70s? I thought we did. Or did yeah. we only do mm-hmm. an honor? What did we do? We must have did for this. I think we did just top five because there, there wasn't that many movies we had seen from... Or maybe it was 60s. Did we do top five from the 60s? No, I think we did top five for 70s, but I think we did a quick list of 60s movies we liked, but I can't exactly remember. It was something like that. Yeah. But we definitely had a whole episode on the 70s, and we definitely had a whole episode on the 80s and i know we did 10 movies for that um yeah i guess i can always go back through my notebook but well, you know why, why we obviously we're doubling the number of movies every time so this is our top 20 <laughs> <laughs> top 90 90s movies top 42,000 <laughs> number one land before time eight number two <laughs> land before time seven Anyway, uh, we could we could talk about uh, these '90s movies that we got because uh, we're gonna do a top ten uh, each of our favorite movies of the '90s, which uh, turned out to be a pretty difficult decade to uh, pick a bunch from because apparently a lot of really good movies came out during the '90s. It's actually a tougher list than I even thought it would be because I thought the 80s list was hard and this one was even harder no but we all we all uh you you're you made a game well you kind of made a game you made this into a game last second and you gotta, yeah you gotta explain it yeah we figured since you know I mean it's been a while since we've really gotten to hang out you know we, we do these it seems like every three weeks every month or so now I was thinking you know as I was making my list like oh, I wonder how many of these are on you know, on you, on your lists, and I thought let's let's do a little spur of the moment game where we just try to you know throw out three three movies that we think might be on each of you know our lists, and then we'll see if we get any you know see if we get any points, and if any of these three movie predictions end up in their top five, then let's double the points. So I think what's best, let's like you know like like Justin. Um, Let's me, Zach, and Chloe will guess which 
movies we think are in your top ten list. Justin, I think Toy Story, Pulp Fiction, and Forrest Gump are all in your top ten 90s movies. And then, Justin, of course, no one admit if they are. We'll just wait until that movie comes up when we're going like we normally do. Um, so it'll be, we'll have to wait to find out. But I think that Toy Story, Pulp Fiction, and Forrest Gump are all in Justin's top ten. I said Forrest Gump, Jurassic Park, Toy Story. I said Home Alone, Fight Club, and Forrest Gump. <laughs> Zach, I think The Lion King, Jurassic Park, and Dumb and Dumber are on your list. Uh, I guessed uh, The Lion King, Hercules, and Dumb and Dumber. Zach, I guess Lion King, Toy Story, and Home Alone. Chloe, I think Edward Scissorhands, Scream, and Nightmare Before Christmas are all on your list. I said Adam's Family, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, and Silence of the Lambs. I forgot about Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> my, uh, my guess is for Chloe's list... Uh, I bet she's got Iron Giant, Scream, Nightmare Before Christmas. For Hunter, I put Fargo, Saving Private Ryan, and Back to the Future 3. I also had uh, Back to the Future Part 3 for Hunter, uh, Pulp Fiction, and Army of Darkness. Well, I put Fargo, Back to the Future Part 3, and Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) You Oh, I didn't think to put that. You know, she had Home Alone for I all three of us. <laughs> hey, in, in Mr. Culkin's defense, Home Alone is great, but... Wait, so, wait, Chloe, did you put Home Alone for one of mine? I did, but I changed it before we even started the episode, yeah, so it doesn't, it doesn't count. Okay, <laughs> so none of you picked Home Alone for me? But, I mean, if you have Home Alone on your list, it's still on my paper, so it doesn't count. <laughs> well, if that should count, so should no, no. It yeah. it was up until I sat down and I took it off my list. So. <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> well, let's let's jump in then. Justin, you wrote them all down. I mean, obviously we all have ours written down here, yeah. but you have them down too. I have okay. it, and then I'm gonna mark them as we go, and I'll give a. Uh, it'll be red, and then once we get to the top five, I'll make them blue, and then I'll be able to figure it out from there. So, cool. if any diligent listeners are out there, and they you know catch any issues with my point collecting uh send an email to i don't care at yahoo.com Alrighty, my number 10 of the 90s is halloween town (laughs) that was a 90s movie yeah i thought it was a 2000s huh that was a 90s movie it was a disney channel movie that doesn't count it needs to be in theaters That was never discussed. <laughs> I've never seen Halloween Town, actually. Oh. You should watch it. It's amazing. It's, it is actually a Halloween classic, I think. Yeah. Very Halloween-y. More, more than Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is de- it's more Halloween than Trick or Treat is. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Hocus Pocus in a long time, but I think it's even more, more Halloween-y okay. than Hocus Pocus, probably. Yeah. Halloween Town I mean, is such a good movie. It feels the same, though. It has similar vibes, but it does it better. Like, I love Hocus Pocus with all my heart, but Halloween does, or Halloween Town does what Hocus Pocus does, but better. It's good. What star rating? I don't know. What should we... um, We do have a lot of movies to get through, I guess, so we could keep them shorter, but... I give it a solid four and a half stars. Nice. It it stood the test of time, I would say. Oh, yeah. For sure. My number ten is... 
Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Dude, I love that's that so movie. Good. <laughs> this was like that's good. I think I saw this before Indiana Jones, and I think I compared mm-hmm. Jones to this movie when I was a kid. But yeah, A plus. I gave it four stars. It's it's still one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's so. I I want to rewatch it. I saw it the one time. It's uh, it's very much 1999, but I lo- I do love Brendan Fraser. I like we did Brendan Fraser dirty. We as a collective society did him dirty. He needs to get his comeback. Oh, he's, going. he's com- he's making a comeback. Oh, Small I've comeback. I, I've seen him in a couple other things uh, recently. Like he was in a TV show, but I just like I I feel. I just well, feel like dude was like it headlining movies and then he just disappeared. I don't know if he's got like the worst yell of all time or like one of the funniest, but in that movie, there's so many times where he's just going like, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, he's just true. like the most ridiculous. Like there's yeah. a part where I, I don't know it's when they're both like in separate groups trying to go after I, the, the treasure or the mummy or whatever the hell it was. And he's like on the other side of the water. He, Cause that's literally his line where he's like, Oh, it looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. It's not a funny part. It's just like, why is he saying it like that? It's such Farley. a weird thing to yell. <laughs> Chris Farley from SNL. <laughs> <laughs> <Outside the> river. <laughs> Man, I, you know, I'm having all these like 90s. Have you guys seen like Dudley Do Right? Yeah, oh yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that. Justin, you gotta watch Dudley Do Right. It is really good. Like <laughs> that was when they were like making all those like comic strips or like early cartoons in the movies mm-hmm. for some reason because there was that. And, yeah, like he did that, and then George of the Jungle like right, back to back. Exactly, because it was like that's almost like a double feature right there. Yeah, exactly. They, every- they just brought George of the Jungle to Disney Plus, and I. I've been really? Okay. It. Hopefully they do Dudley do right because that's right up there. I think. Uh, Encino Man almost made my list. <laughs> yeah, I thought I, didn't, though. I think my Man, favorite Fraser. is probably the Looney Tunes back in action. Even though, I, even though I've never really loved it, it's probably like my favorite of his movies just because I, I thought it was. That came, up, that came out before Space Jam, didn't it? Like that no. was ninety four. No, no, no. That back in action came out in two thousand three. I'll go ahead and do my number 10, um, which is Pulp Fiction. I don't know if anyone thought Pulp Fiction would be else or not, but... Yep. Huh? I didn't think it'd make it to your list. Um, actually, I, I guessed that it one. It barely did. I, I guessed it. No, it's good for you. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I, Pulp Fiction is one that's like, I, I obviously, I, I love it, but I'm always like, oh, that's on everyone's... 90s list like that's that's in everyone's thing so i don't want it to be on my top 10 but when i really think about it i'm like i would put this movie in any time in front of any other you know all these other movies so that one pushed out like i think at the end i'll kind of talk about what were my like honorable mentions but um Pulp fiction barely slid in there at number 10 which is i think it's a good it's it's like a all-around good 90s movie because like it's is super 90s but just has a little bit of everything great from Tarantino and yeah. and Friends, so solid. It's a good movie. We talked about it enough on this podcast, so 
I mean, oh, well, I was gonna say uh, we did that whole episode on it, which uh, I mean, uh, we'll, well, we'll get to it again. So, but hey, are we are we doing star ratings? By the way, what was your star rating for? What was the mummy? <laughs> oh, uh, four stars. I loved it. Nice. Pulp Fiction's probably four stars for me. Maybe four and a half. Um, yeah, because my list, it's it's pretty easy. All these are five-star movies, so, like, easy, just across the board. Don't have to go over it. Uh, my number 10 is Aladdin. The the Disney Aladdin, not the... I, I, there were probably 30 rip-offs of Aladdin. The, the other Disney Aladdin? Which <laughs> Disney Aladdin? <laughs> not, return, not Return of Jafar, even though Return of Jafar is great. And I will defend that movie. Is not no, I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. They, they did like, you're like Guy Ritchie's Will Smith Aladdin, or like Good Times Aladdin. That was direct to video the same time Aladdin came out, and also happens to star a blue genie. They also did that with uh, Jungle Book too. There's like a weird live action Jungle Book movie. Yeah, I watched that a ton as a kid. I did too. I had it. On it's like VHS weirdly it. scary. I actually yeah. like the there's like horror elements of it where he's fighting the snake. Yeah, it's yeah, really good. But yeah, uh, Aladdin's great. I love it. I still love it. I've rewatched it many a times, and I've often heard people say they will come back to this one, and they don't. They think of the Renaissance. It's maybe aged not the best compared to the rest of them, but I I still think it's great. I still really love it, and. Robin Williams is hilarious. And now it's a movie that, like, because of Robin Williams uh, dying, like, now I watch that movie and I get to the ending and it's like, it actually makes me tear up. It's, I don't know. It's just like, it's kind of got a different feeling now, even. So, kind of like, kind of like Mrs. Doubtfire has a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Now I just feel for that woman slash man. But, <laughs> no, I, I, no, I love Aladdin a lot, though. It's, it's never, I've never grown tired of it. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? Mm-mm. Wait, are you legit right now? Really? Yeah, that never actually, seen that it. That kind of I remember, me. I remember him saying that when the live action one came out. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. It's probably been in an episode where I did exactly this same thing, where I was like, really? Yeah, that shocks me. Yeah. So watch it, man. It's great. It's like, it's Looney Tunes vibe to it. It's the most Looney Tunes of mm-hmm. Disney movies. I want to. I just, just never... I get happened. it. You, you hate Robin Williams. I get it. You've said it before. Yeah, yeah. There, I said it. Just kidding. <laughs> you said that Robin flubber, Williams. and you 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 took that flubber VHS tape and you threw it in the garbage. You were like, no. Flubber is an incredible movie that <laughs> almost made my list. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's flubber. <laughs> number nine. My number nine is Sleepy Hollow. Mm. Because Christopher Walken. Sure. No. Is it like the one with like like Ed, not Edward Scissorhands? Which is no Tiny Depp. They're all the same. Yeah, it's with Johnny Depp. Christopher Walken's in it. I can't remember the name of the lead girl. Uh oh, Christina Ricci. I should have known that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting to watch it. It's real it's good. good. I like it. Cool. Very entertaining. Has really good um, practical effects because there's some parts where you see like severed heads. It is good. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think I gave it four and a half out of five. I 
think I really want to watch it because I don't even know what Sleepy, like the Legend of Sleepy Hollow is. I know it's like the Headless Horseman guy, but I don't know the overall mythology or the lore in yeah. general. So this movie does touch on it. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. You give it four and a half. Four and a half. No. Uh, my number nine is The Big Lebowski. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's uh, it's tough between Fargo and Lebowski for like my favorite Cohen movie, but I think Lebowski kind of just a notch above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I, I love this movie so much. That's good. It might be like it could be my favorite like Steve Buscemi role even like maybe even over Fargo which is weird. I think it might be my favorite John Goodman role. Yeah, for sure. By far. Uh, well, Monsters Inc. But. Mm-hmm. I'll jump in here too because Big Lebowski is my number nine. Oh, is it? Oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird because I've only seen it once. Like, I've seen it three times now because I bought it a while ago. But it makes an impression. Um, like, yeah, I'm yeah. watching it. Like, you're not gonna for- really forget that movie after watching it. And I think, yeah, yeah. I I didn't. I haven't laughed that hard at like not a straight comedy movie in a long time because this isn't just a comedy movie. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it was like guttural laughter at some of the stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, I think since I've only seen it once is why it's so, like, down on my list. But I think after a few more watches, it'll definitely climb the list a lot yeah. higher. Shut the F up, Donnie. You are uh, out of your element. <laughs> uh, I gave it four and a half. Um, I, I gave it to four and a half also. My number nine is uh, Beauty and the Beast, the the Disney one again. Just to clarify, the, oh, okay. the one released by Disney. Oh, well, yeah. Um, if if your list is only Disney movies, then I'm gonna be. It's not. I'm not done very good. I'm <laughs> thinking of uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, the Forever Christmas or whatever it's called. Yeah, the Enchanted Christmas. And I can't remember what that third one was called. I think it was like. Bell's Magical World. That's the one I'm talking about. Classic. Classic Disney animation we've all come to like. Like, you know, dropped frames and miscolored characters and eyes that are off-center. That movie's weird. No, Beauty and the Beast is, like, great because it's pretty much... I don't know. Like, to me, it's probably the best Disney movie. So, if you want to know, that's pretty much the end of Disney movies on this list because this is, like, my favorite of the entire Disney animated studios canon. Because even going back to like some of the ones I do like, like even Aladdin, which this is, it's just right below this, but like Beauty and the Beast is kind of, it's kind of nice that it doesn't have any like weird modern references or jokes that maybe are okay at the time, but once you go back to the movie after five years, you kind of cringe, you know, because it's like, oh, this is a little, this was funny like a couple years ago. And I don't know, like, Frozen kind of hits that point a little bit, but there's some of these other ones that have come out that they're good, but I don't know how they'll age overall um, as far as being as perfect as Beauty and the Beast. Like, this movie's, like, literally kind of a perfect movie. 
it was nominated for Best Picture for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I really enjoy it. Cool. It's it's five out of five stars. <laughs> okay, my number eight is Shawshank Redemption. Wait, what I think did, this one is also four, four and a half out of five. Shawshank. What did Global call it earlier? It was uh something. Oh, it rhymed with Scott playing Flimpension. <laughs> I think that's the movie I meant. <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> When was the when was the first time you watched this movie? Because so many people I know, the first time they see it's on like TV and halfway through. I was just thinking about that. No, the first time I saw it was at your aunt's house, mm-hmm. and when we were down for his family reunion in the cities, we just like pulled it up because I'd never seen it before, and it was real good. Right. No, like, so many people I know I've seen it because they'll see it on TV, but they'll only, like, see, like, the second half of it, but they're still like, oh, it's such a great movie. They, like, don't even see the rest of it. Like, that movie got, like, a huge resurgence uh, just because of TV. I can't remember the first time I watched it. Uh, I watched it a lot, but I can't recall the first time. I know the reason why I sought it out was because of the Family Guy episode with the Stephen King (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why I looked for it and I ended up loving it but, so that's my story <laughs> which on the topic of Family Guy that is like one of their best episodes like where they do the Stephen King stuff my number 8 is Star Wars Episode 1 The Phantom Menace <laughs> uh, Zach no <laughs> yeah Anything below this, like the fact that this isn't number ten on your list, no, I, like, the Big Lebowski is after this. Brad. I didn't, I didn't add these in order. You <laughs> um, should have a pick five to be your top five, so we know if we get double points for anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have my, I have my top few that are like actually top few, but I kind of just. Mm-hmm. The last like four. Um, Phantom <laughs> it's it's mostly on the list just because of nostalgia, honestly. Um, when mm-hmm. I think nineties movies, it it's like one of the first that comes to mind. Um, and and I don't care what you say, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost bought the pod racing game. Dude, I bought I bought it on my Switch and I beat it. <laughs> Is it any fun? Yeah, I love it. It's like six bucks on the PlayStation Store right now, so yeah, I was gonna. It's really just like an arcade racing game. Is this like but a it, new yeah. game? No, no, it's uh, Nintendo sixty four. Talking game. about the original, okay? Yeah, I. That's why I thought. Well, I was like, wait, did they make a new it. one? No, they remastered it and put it on like all the consoles. Um, it's two player too which is like why I wanted to get it so I play with Sydney yeah I've never played two player I'd like to you didn't tell me it was two it'll be like a fun thing to drink and play <laughs> play tippy cup yeah you uh, me tattooing right now is <laughs> that Anakin uh, yeah I I like episode one and I'm um, I think it's like three stars. 
three and a half, sorry. Uh, my number eight is Die Hard with a Vengeance. That is an excellent movie. It is um, incredible. Huh? I've never seen any of the Die Hards. Not even the first? They're worth it. Hmm? You've never seen the first one? None of them. Oh, okay. No, they're good. I I like them all. I, not mm-hmm. the fifth one. The fifth one's awful, but... Yeah. Like, I like them Unless all. Unless you're a Jai Courtney fan. <laughs> Which we, of course, are. <laughs> um... But yeah, skip the fifth ones. Fifth one's bad. But the first four are really good. They're like pretty like, equal ground. Wasn't he just like a regular cop in the first one? Yeah, that's everyone's joke. Okay. I yeah, mean, he is—he's a regular cop in all of them, but he—it gets increasingly like <laughs> action-packed. Didn't Michael like just- Indiana yeah. Jones basically? Because I was watching The Office, and he was, it was the episode where like he's at. He has his second night job yeah. at the phone place or whatever. And he's talking about Die Hard. Yeah. Because they're all, all amazed. They're like, oh, you should be a movie critic, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like, I, I, the first one is, like, the best one. It's, like, the best idea for a movie. And as they go along, it gets a little crazier and crazier, but... Mm-hmm. I, you gotta up the stakes well, every what time. Me is that everyone kind of goes after the fourth movie because they always make that reference, like you know, he was just a simple everyday cop, and then it's like suddenly he's driving a semi over a broken media, uh, like in a like a broken bridge or whatever. And I was like, yeah. you know what though? If you watch the second movie when he's like, like strapping himself into a chair to eject out of the the plane as it's exploding and he survives and that's the moment where I was like the, show, the movie <laughs> yeah. it went a little did, too far this, is that the scene about... where like someone throws a grenade in there yeah and he, like and he, his like, only way out of the plane is to eject yeah so he's, but it's he's, like the longest thing ever like you play any video game where you throw a grenade and it's got like four seconds before it explodes yeah someone throws a grenade in and it's like a solid 20 seconds <laughs> that he like buckles <laughs> into a seat explode. and like ejects out before it finally explodes it could explode like three times by the time he finally gets out. yeah and that's my annoyance like that if anybody wa- the second one by the way i actually love a lot too i actually think it's a really good movie mm-hmm. um a good action movie but it's just there's stuff in that movie where i'm like if you watch the fourth one yeah the fourth one gets a little crazier but like the second one it's not like it was it, it's already gone way outside the realm of the first movie like mm-hmm. Plus, the second one makes me laugh so much because it's like, yay, he's a hero when earlier in the movie, like, this plane full of, like, a hundred people blew up and killed everyone on board. Like, everyone forgets about that scene. I'm like, dude, so many people died. Yeah. Like, and we're it's just, like a national disaster and level. End of the movie's like, oh, the weather outside is right. <laughs> like, yeah. Good. I, uh, I just thought of another, like, video edit that you could do, and it's like, uh, recutting a diehard trailer for, uh, and it's like just an ordinary cop and then it just goes into like all of like it starts him all mundane at like the beginning of the first one and then you just cut clips from like all the crazy stuff in the movie yeah. 
It could be like a cop. It's like tutorial movie, like you watch when you go to the academy and like everything you'll be involved in. Mundane tasks like pulling people over, giving them a ticket, getting trapped on top floor of a building, trying to escape while it explodes, ex jumping out of an exploding airplane, trying to find a mass murderer in the street who plays a game of Simon Says, having to save the entire world as it's being all programmed to reset everything to zero and sets all the nuclear bombs up. And Jai Courtney. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the fourth one, isn't um, Kevin... Uh... Yeah, Kevin Smith's in that. Hart. Yeah. Not Hart. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is uh, like... Kevin Smith, yeah. The master programmer who can like... I don't know yeah. exactly what he does. He, I think he hacks into something for them, but he pretty much has that whole theory about the guy because timothy oliphant he's like the one trying to reset everything to zero and use the mm -hmm. computers to do it and that's like kevin smith helps him to figure that out and we, we could talk yeah. about the third one by the way the third one is really good because it's got samuel <laughs> jackson which is kind of like the reason it's such a good mm -hmm. movie yeah the two of them together is really good but it's the premise is really like for me like the first three are kind of like a trilogy mm. um and then the fourth one is where it completely changes and turns into, like, a Marvel movie. Right. Um, but the third one, I like the most out of those three. Like, I think it's... I like the story is the most elaborate in that one. And, like, the stuff they do is, like, it's still super 90s, but it's just, like, way more fun and... <laughs> quirky and like um in that one you know he's he does have sam jackson and he's like it's it's two guys trying to get along you know and it's not just him doing everything you know mm -hmm. um yeah i like it a lot definitely definitely recommend watching the diehard movies but the three and four are like really those ones are the ones i watch the most yeah and i kind of forget like yeah and then uh Jeremy Irons is the villain of that one and just the whole premise mm -hmm. is really good. You know, it's I think I've said this before too, but like every Die Hard sequel, um even the first movie technically, like they all started out not as Die Hard movies at all. Like the first one was supposed to be a sequel to some movie back in the day that I believe starred Frank Sinatra. I I I might get I might have the wrong actor, but it started out as a sequel to a different movie and the movie is actually based on the book's like sequel or whatever to this other movie and then die hard 2 i forgot how that started exactly but it did not start as a die hard sequel exactly and the third mm -hmm. one started out as a screenplay called like simon says and they just turned it into a die hard movie really yeah because <laughs> they were like i don't and i don't know if it's like because they got bruce willis and then like as it went along they were like let's just make this a die hard movie but it kind of fit <laughs> Yeah. And the fourth movie, that was actually based, uh, that was also a screenplay, but it was developed around a story that was in, it was in some magazine, I thought it was Time Magazine, but it, the whole article, uh, it was like a, it was like a story though, um, was about how if everything was set up to computers, how everything could be set to zero, if someone were to hack into it and be like that meticulous about everything, you could reset the entire system and economy and funds and accounts mm -hmm. and everything just zero and that was like the whole thing yeah. how everything how crazy everything would get 
That's what I like about Die Hard is like every villain is like they seem like they have like this crazy big philosophical reason to be like the Joker, you know. But then at the very end, you find out like, oh, but they're also they want a lot of money. Like there's also a big money part of it. Like that's like every single villain except for maybe the guy in the fifth one is different. I can't remember that one as much. I just know it's like more about like Russia and nuclear shit. But but it is, you're right. It's always like, oh, we're doing this because you know we're going to do this and that. And Bruce Willis always just mm-hmm. calls them out on their bullshit. Yeah. It's good. Recommend them. Um, my number eight is also the Shawshank Redemption. I didn't mention this when you... Yeah, but I was also... Uh, it's a good movie. It's a classic. I haven't actually watched it. In, like, I, I have seen it many times, but it's actually been a while. And I don't think Stella has seen it, so we might have to watch it. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, my number seven is Jumanji. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah, good movie. I think I gave it four, four and a half stars. I want to know how many inter- of these movies are going to have Robin Williams in them. Because, oh. <laughs> I mean, he was such a star of the 90s. Have you yeah. seen the new Jumanji movies? Are those, those hold up? I saw the first, like the first new one. It was pretty funny, but I don't, I don't know if it matches like the tone of the original. Yeah, original is so like its own thing. Mm -hmm. The original is like classical music, and the new one is like rock and roll. I mean, literally says like "Welcome to the Jungle." I mean, I don't know. It's just a completely different movie, and I don't think they were meaning for it to be a sequel. I think they kind of cheated it by the end by just being like, it's in mm-hmm. the same universe, kinda. But, yeah, you know, it's like, I don't think it was intended that way. It's such a good movie, though. Like, when Zathura came out, that was like, for me, that was like a quasi-sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I was hoping there'd be like a third one or something that would come on and be like, sim- like a completely different premise or like different theme. But it's still like the same like haunted board game thing, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe Ouija. I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Ouija yeah, the third in the trilogy. Get trapped. <laughs> <laughs> Giant letter A. Um Do you give it storage? Yeah, I said four and a half or four out of five. Uh, my number seven is Toy Story 2. In my opinion, is the best Toy Story. Blasphemy. Yeah, I second that. <laughs> Did you say blasphemy? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the funniest. I think it has... I mean, Toy Story 3 has a good like through-line plot, but I like Toy Story 2 a lot. I've rewatched those movies so much that I've gotten to the point where I'm like so critical of them, like of every single thing about it. That is it, Toy Story two the, the worst one in your opinion? Then? No, I actually rewatch. I rewatched them all uh, when the fourth one came out, and I actually think the third one is my least favorite of all of them. It's it is good though. 
I I actually think I like the fourth one even better because like the fourth I one, didn't. I thought the fourth one kind of made more sense as far as like Woody's storyline goes because I thought the third one was a good like you know uh, nostalgia wise it was pretty good and you know to wrap up certain things but I thought the fourth one actually evolved Woody's character a little better. But speaking of, like, the first and second one, I I think the first one is, like, one of the best, like, screenplays ever written. Like, it's just such a nearly perfect screenplay. Weirdly enough, Josh Mm -hmm. Whedon helped write that movie. Uh, I I think he had, like, a story credit or something. It's weird. It's one of his, like, early, like, works that he did for some reason. Uh, But the second one is really good, though, especially when you realize that that movie was pretty much even like being written and uh created in like a couple months like they made that movie pretty quick because they had to like start over and because like the first version sucked but it is really that the whole trilogy is just really good i mean you know the fourth one included like they're all really good i think but it's one of those things where i rewatch them so much i become so critical of every little thing that i'm like to me the first one is still so much better and the second one is still like literally it is a five star it's not even on my list but it's like a five out of five star movie that's just like that's how many good movies came out of this decade but it's uh it is really it's still really good mm-hmm. but you're right there's like a lot of funny stuff in the two like the two buzzes uh <laughs> the whole thing with zerg being introduced i mean he was even foreshadowed in the last movie and uh, <laughs> i love yeah, the uh empire uh, moment in that right and like uh the whole scene where they're actually that whole uh where they're trying to find woody and they go on their own little journey and they're trying to cross the road and then they're driving that car like all that stuff is really like and i still wonder to this day does the airport like luggage area really look like that <laughs> oh in, inside yeah <laughs> I love Zerg in Toy Story 2. Like, there's like, like obviously, like they model it after Darth Vader, but it's such a good. They did such a good job of it that, like, in a way, I'm like that. Like Zerg is as, as scary as Darth Vader. Like, it's not even cheesy. It's like yeah. genuinely like I was scared for the toys. <laughs> I actually wish he was a like bigger character, like in mm-hmm. three or something. Well, that beginning, the the way that Toy Story 2 begins with, like, Buzz playing that game and he's, like, on a planet, it's, like, the coolest intro to a Pixar, any Pixar movie, like, hands down. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's really cool. I like it. man show come out around the same time, too? Like, there was a, there was a Buzz Lightyear TV. Like, yeah, that there. came out right after. Yeah. That's I remember cool. seeing, like, ads for it. Um, like, I think on my Toy Story 2 tape that I had. It was like a, it was a hand-drawn anime, hand-drawn animation, and, uh, I guess Pixar didn't technically approve of it, because I guess none of the people at Pixar were even happy about it, but, I like a lot of people really like the show, though. I I hear it's really good. I never really saw it, but I hear it's really good. I, I must I must say about Toy Story 2, I actually feel bad for Al. I think Al got screwed over. He is not a villain. He didn't do anything wrong. He just wanted to sell. All the way to work. All the just, way to work. Like, I've, what was even bad about that dude? Like, yeah, he was a bit annoying and, you know, like, but 
honestly, he was just trying to sell some toys and then make like like tons of money from this company in Tokyo. And then like because he lost the toys, he didn't he didn't get anything. And I'm like, that's crazy. If anything, he learned from that moment. He's like, hey man, you know, if you're gonna have all these real expensive toys, carry on, man. Carry on. Do not check your bags. Carry them on, or you know, find a better way to transport them. <laughs> I think after he lost everything, he became the character from Seinfeld, and that was just like his doom to be that. <laughs> he became Newman. He had. He was like yeah. forced to work at the post office, and just just the rest of his life. <laughs> I am like I wish Al would come back and like. Or he went to Jurassic Park and got you. Oh yeah, his life got even worse. He just got eaten by a dinosaur. Yeah. That's that. Okay, that's his full character arc. First, the things that was his downfall. He started out on the on track up collecting toys. Yeah. And then he got beat by the toys, and was on Seinfeld, and then <laughs> got like a job working for the CIA and. Jurassic Park and then eaten by yeah, dinosaurs. But, well, you know, because that was another case where he was going to be making a lot of money because he was going to steal those mm-hmm. eggs and then freaking yeah, yeah. gets eaten. You know, like, that was his comeback. Um, my number seven is Forrest Gump. Ooh. So, um, just a really freaking entertaining movie. Like, just the most popcorny movie maybe ever made. Um, you can just start watching it at any point and you'll instantly fall in love with it and I don't know it's, it's really hard not to just really enjoy watching Forrest Gump Good. 5 stars uh, my number 7 is uh, Wayne's World ooh nice. yes it's uh I think, I think this might be my favorite of the comedic duo movies um you know there's, there's the Bill and Ted's your Jay and Silent Bob's your even old school like Abbott and Costello and Laurel and Hardy stuff like that. I think this is my favorite of all of them. Uh, just very entertaining, uh, very of its time, but also I don't know. It's funny because it's like these guys who are totally like kind of lost. They are such icons of the '90s, but they're actually more like people who are children of the '80s who are just completely lost in the new time and just as rock and roll is pretty much ending I mean they're even going to like a, a rock concert in the movie but like at this point I'm like rock was already kind of very much starting to die at this point but they're just still living it up and that's why I always thought it'd be interesting if they made like a third movie today to kind of see where those guys are today in this new environment and you know something like Bill and Ted we kind of got to see what that would look like because they got a modern movie and but to me I don't think it touched upon enough stuff about like how characters like that interact with this new world and I, I would love to see the Wayne's World characters come back today um, Did that movie- what was that did that Bill and Ted movie come out yeah they just did like direct a video on it so it is out <laughs> And it's uh, it's okay. I think I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I think Bogus Journey is still like by far the best Bill and Ted movie. That actually almost made my list. <laughs> uh, it's a '90s movie, but uh, Wayne's World is still yeah. It's just classic. It's very quotable. It's very like chill humor. So I I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's not childish, but it's very. Uh, it's like it's like made for teenagers, but it's still like very cool. 
like yeah, like, yeah, like it shouldn't be funny at this age, but it still very much is. Five stars. My number six is Silence of the Lambs. Somebody got that. Zach got that. Thought it'd be higher. Yeah, well, I'm pretty disappointed. Don't know everything about me. Uh, yeah, I saw the movie and then I read the book second, which is not the typical way that I do things. Usually, I read the book first. But I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw the movie, didn't know that there was a book because I saw it when I was like ten. <laughs> Um, Yikes. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. It's I haven't seen any of the other movies, and I haven't read any of the other books, even though I own two of the other books. Um, I've been meaning to get around to it. I will eventually, but yeah, I love this movie. I think I gave it four stars. It's so fun. So much, so much fun things happen. But it's number six. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs, was that the first book? Or was Manhunter the first? The Red Dragon is the first. Red Dragon is the first. Was Silence of the Lambs, either second or third. Was there not one called Well, Red Dragon wasn't... Yeah, it was the story of Red Dragon. It was called Manhunter and then Silence of the Lambs. Because that's and a then, movie from um, the 70s or 80s. They made that one first. And then years later they made Silence of the Lambs. But it's not in the same universe. They just, like, they just made yeah. a different adaptation. But Red Dragon which I just saw on Netflix. There was like a preview of it. I really want to watch that now. I've seen Silence of the Lambs a couple of years ago. It's, 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 I haven't gotten back to it, but it's a good movie, but I really want to watch Red Dragon now. It's kind of, I mean, it's got Anthony Hopkins. And it's kind of its own, but it, it feels like it's its own thing, but it's still really good. Which one? Red I've never Dragon? seen it. Red Dragon. Yeah. Red Dragon's good. I just, I guess. I, I, I like, I, I I like watching it without thinking it's part of the other Hannibal movies, I guess. Well, I kind of forget all those movies were even sequel. Like, I, I guess Hannibal because it does have Anthony Hopkins in it. But, like, Hannibal mm -hmm. Rising, which I don't think has him. Uh, no, I forgot about that one actually until now. But it's like, I forget that these are all part of the same universe. But then you got Red Dragon, which just has a completely different title. And... I had heard of it before, but just seen some clips from it. I'm like, this actually looks like a way better movie. Like, this actually looks like Silence of the Lambs. And, I mean... Mm -hmm. It's very much like it. Like, Silence of the Lambs, like, the villain of that movie is not even really Hannibal Lecter. It's actually Buffalo Bill, which is... Yeah. He's, like, the way more creepy character. I mean, yeah, Hannibal Lecter is, don't get me wrong. He escapes, he eats people doing so, but, like, <laughs> it's, uh... I, Buffalo Bill is the way more creepy character. Yeah. Also, Hannibal is interesting. But it's oh, you got the butterfly. Yeah. Moth. The moth. Yeah. We also have a one. I have one. It's broken. Fixed it. Wait, what was that? But yeah. <clears throat> I have like an actual um preserved specimen a death's head hawk moth okay. but the abdomen broke off so it doesn't look great what is the significance of that was that ex explained in the movie um didn't they find it in the victim's mouth oh maybe that's what it was because yeah they're in the throat it. of the victims and sounds about it now and I'm, i can't remember because <laughs> like i said it's been years but it's uh 
Yeah. My number six is The Mask. <laughs> James. That's so good. James P. Carey. Yeah. What's his middle name? Precocious. <laughs> Penelope. <laughs> Polinski. <laughs> Plankton. Uh, yeah, this is a staple of my youth. Um, wild. Crazy. Love it. Um, more, more adult humor than I remember. <laughs> I'm I'm mad I didn't think of this for my list because this probably would have pushed out Pulp Fiction. Dang. Yeah, uh, it's solid, solid movie. Y'all got anything to say about it? Well, I'm just I'm looking through because. What's your favorite mask joke? <laughs> uh, either um, Cuban Pete that whole sequence, or like. Um, when he's doing the balloon animals and he pulls out the Tommy gun for some yeah. reason. <laughs> that, that, that uh, makes me laugh every time. Or, uh, I don't know, there's so many, because, like, when you, you told me to free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spicy meatball. That's my favorite. Or even just, like, the mechanics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just watched yeah. that movie, uh, first time ever, and... Oh really? Uh, yeah, finally completed my Jim Carrey '94 trilogy: uh, Ace Ventura, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber, and The Mask. <laughs> and uh, the ma- like I, I really like the part where he's like getting arrested at the club, and he's just really overdoing it, and he starts <laughs> doing that. <laughs> he starts like dropping every cliched like line from every movie ever, and then he's like dying, and he's. <laughs> That stupid cop he does as a side where he's just like, <laughs> and his voice just keeps getting like higher and higher pitched. Like that stuff is so stupid, but it's like, I don't know. It's almost like because the villains are just so like straight faced about it and like not really treating this like this is any different from a normal day. This is just like, oh, this guy's just, you know, he's just doing mm-hmm. something people do. And I'm like, this is just not normal. <laughs> it's like prime Jim Carrey. I forgot that. He did all three of those movies in one year. Yeah. There was that meme that was going around a few years ago. I was talking about like, oh, uh, how Spielberg did Jurassic Park or Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park and Schindler's List back to back, and then someone's like, "Hold my beer." Yeah. <laughs> Jim Carrey did <laughs> Dumb and Dumber: The Mask and Ace Ventura back to back in '94. Solid, solid movie. If I remember, I think Ace Ventura. I think that one came out first and was really low budget and everyone hated it, like critic-wise, but uh, it made a lot of money. And then I think The Mask was like almost acclaimed and it made a lot of money. And I think Dumb and Dumber was the one that everybody... I think that might have been actually the lowest budget and that was like the biggest like surprise hit and I think that came around Christmas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like all three came out in one year, and like it was like a crazy. I I, I feel it's a like Christmas movie. When it comes to like money for these movies, like everyone's just gonna be like, "Oh, I just saw this great Jim Carrey movie. This new one just came out this year too." So I feel like everyone's gonna spend money on all, like the, all the same people who went to the Ace Ventura is gonna go to the other. Oh, two. Oh yeah, because I mean, there like there were like Jim Carrey fans, and like you, yeah. you, it was probably a point where like you went to see 
the mask and Ace Ventura was probably still in theaters. Like you could probably just go see them both. <laughs> Who even does that nowadays? Like, like The Rock, <laughs> or like, I guess like Robert Patterson now. <laughs> well, I don't think there's many people who are able to get in that many movies in one year that are so uh, much their style also because there's movies where you'll like have mm-hmm. a cameo or there'll be a movie where you're like oh you'll do a comedy but there's the drama you know like even uh, Adam Sandler did that he was like probably in a comedy in 2019 on Netflix but he did Uncut Gems like you could do it but like Jim Carrey literally did three comedies all of his style all leading roles all in one year mm-hmm. and it's I don't I don't really know what the production history on them all were I don't know if one was like maybe filmed like quite a bit before the others or why that yeah. happened but it's like those were also his first movies like he wasn't even like in anything before that like, they, it's mm-hmm. like it was like all of Hollywood decided this will be the man and this is the moment. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. My turn? Mm-hmm. Uh, My number six. Oh, sorry, what? Four stars. It's a good four stars. Uh, my number six is Rushmore by Mr. Wes Anderson. I've never seen it. It's very, very good if you like Wes Anderson. I wish that I knew what I know now. When I was younger. That's a good movie. <laughs> I I don't think I liked it as much as his other movies, but it's it's definitely like he's so weird. That director's just he's so weird with everything. Mm-hmm. Just such a weird movie. Yeah. I really, I Moonrise Kingdom was the first movie I saw from him, um, and so that one is kind of like it's hard for that one not to be my favorite because that was the first one I saw. Um, but I'd say like Moonrise Kingdom, Royal Tenenbaums, and Rush are, are like this three-way tie for me for my favorite Wes Anderson movie. I'm trying to like remember all the plot points from that movie too because it just feels like so much is happening, like. Cause he switches, yeah, because he switches schools, and then the teacher, which he obviously has a thing for, that's the guy, that's the girl that Bill Murray ends up with, right? And he's like pretty much having like a relationship with on the side, right? Kind of, so yeah. She's like, so like Bill Murray is like way older than her, and then obviously like the main kid is way younger. Max is way younger, and then she's like young but like an adult teacher and he likes her doesn't go well but he's like friends with Bill Murray who like starts having an affair with her right and then basically Max spends the rest of the movie trying to get them back together (laughs) while still being in love with her yeah it's really weird it's it's a really really weird movie but i forget some of the plot points but just because it feels like so much is going on emotion wise Mm -hmm. what is and he that whole play at the end that's just like him trying to show off to her but (laughs) it's done as a way to like get them back together though right yeah it's really weird it's well i mean that's kind of how wes anderson is though right like you have my my favorite part of that my favorite part of that whole movie is, I mean, the play is great, but, like, when there's, like, a montage of them, like, 
on this like prank war against each other that escalates way too <laughs> like horrible. Um, but like it, this might be like my favorite scene in any movie is like he, where he like puts the bees in his hotel room and it cuts to a shot of him walking out of the elevator with like he's got a school uniform and then like he's got like this box under his arm that's just like like a bee farm box and he's like slowly like chewing gum and like just walking in slow motion with this armful of bees and I don't know something about that scene is like I want to capture this moment and post it on every social media thing I have and just die and let that be the, the only thing that the world remembers <laughs> is this exact scene from Rushmore. It's very, very good. I very, very, very much recommend watching it. What do you, what do you give it? That's another one of those movies I'd only seen one time and it was like, this is one of my favorite 90s movies. Like, I want to watch all the Anderson movies. I've only seen a couple. They're good. They're really weird to binge watch. <laughs> yeah. It's good. And all of them are so weird, where they're like, you're kind of like, the whole movie, you're like, is this inappropriate? Like, am I allowed to watch this? It's really weird. Like, like I the whole time watching it, I'm like, I hope my mom doesn't come in. Because it's not, like, overtly horrible. It's just, like, awkward enough to where, like, you feel like you're watching it with your parents. I don't know. Have you watched all of them? Uh, the only one I haven't seen is Bottle Rocket, I think. Five stars. Okay. All right. Uh, my number six is uh, Pulp Fiction. Ooh. Nice. Tarantino. I got one. Um, it's just, you know, it's a movie. And it's so, it's got to be cool. And you got to dance. There's going to be a lot of dancing in it. And a lot of. How many feet? A lot of feet. I want. Just their feet. But yeah, Pulp Fiction's great. Obviously, um, it's not my it's not my it's not my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie because it's not from the '90s. Uh, my favorite one is Django, and uh, I probably like Inglorious Bastards better. I actually think he's gotten better over time, but I think this one is just such a it was so groundbreaking and being such a different movie. So yeah, I mean it's, it's weird. It's weird to watch this and to watch other movies that came out that year and then before because if you watch anything after you certainly see how he changed a lot of how movies are done like even when you get yeah. the things like um i don't know if this is on anybody's list but if you get the things like fight club or american beauty i don't know if a lot of the structure and editing styles of that movie would have happened without pulp fiction mm-hmm. yeah five out of five doing that doing that tarantino like big watch marathon that we all did that was that was probably the funnest the funnest one we did right. for me really yeah. oh wait together or separately well just in general it was all, all of his movies are great mm-hmm. yeah there's something to like about all of them and I, yeah. I think that that was the best time i had like binging all like when we had to do that for the podcast mm-hmm. yeah movies we did like jackie brown and uh death <laughs> death proof back to back which is yeah. quite the double feature but... yeah it is it's a good time yeah. all right my number five is the crow nice <laughs> yeah i haven't um, seen it we saw it, when did we see it? Two years ago? 
two years ago when we were dog sitting for my aunt over spring break. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's a very fun movie. <laughs> What's it fun? <laughs> I think it's fun. <laughs> It's, it's my sense of fun. Goth, I also said Silence of the Lambs was fun. It's, it's goth Batman. It is. It's goth Batman. I was under goth. the impression for many years that The Crow was a bad movie. And then I guess I've heard that I've been very wrong about I've never seen it. But... I have, yeah, I have that same impression. Uh, like, yeah, I heard people saying that it, was, it wasn't a good movie. It's a very but, 90s movie. Yeah, it's very 90s. Like, mm. effects and, like, shots might be a little crappy, but... Like, like, For years, I, I thought it was a sci-fi channel movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I thought it was, like, somehow tied into, like, the Vampire Diaries movies. <laughs> like, yeah. So I just never gave it. And then, like, Dwight... Says that's his favorite movie at one point in the office, and so I just thought like, oh yeah, this movie must not be that important for me to see. Yeah. And then my mom was like, oh, you gotta watch The Crow. It's a really good movie from when I was a kid. You gotta watch it. And then she's like, oh, here I found it on TV, and she put it on for me, and I watched the whole thing. You know what movie it was? Hmm. Lady Hawk. <laughs> 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 Not even close to the same movie. You know, you, you should hand her a, uh, a DVD of The Crow, but put like Lady Hawk in the slipcover and be like, hey, yeah. look, I found Lady Hawk for you. We can watch it together. Yeah. Like, oh, My mom didn't watch Lady Hawk with me. She just thought, oh, this is that movie, The Crow, and then it was Lady Hawk, which is basically medieval animorphs. So. <laughs> wait, is, does wait, she like wait, the movie? Wait, does she like the movie The Crow, or like is she? She does, but she put on Lady Hawk so on accident wrong, somehow. Oh, wait, so it was just the wrong movie. No, it was the wrong movie. Oh, but I watched the whole thing thinking this is The Crow, and it's Lady Hawk. Like when does like when does Brandon Lee show up? I'm so confused. Like, is well, I was like a kid. I was like 12, and so I didn't know actors. I just thought this is the movie my mom was raving about, and then she's like, "How'd you like it?" I'm like, "It was okay." I mean, I think it was great. Maybe. And then, like, years later, when I saw what The Crow was, I'm like, what the hell? What was I watching? And then I found out I watched Lady Hawk. I so. always thought The Crow and that one wrestler were the same person. Uh, forgot his name, though. But they have, like, similar face makeup. Marilyn Manson? Just kidding. His name was, like, Undertaker? Might have been Undertaker. He's the only one that I can think of with makeup. Bonesaw. Sting. It was Sting. Nacho Libre. Is that that one? Uh, it's got a soul patch. Uh, yeah, I think I gave it four stars. Did I see that? Four stars. Round number five? Yep. Uh, Forrest Gimp. What? Forrest Gimp. Oh, they said Florida man. <laughs> Florida Georgia line. <laughs> uh, yeah, Forrest Gump is probably one of the greatest movies of all time. Mm -hmm. I will die on that hill, and I will. Yeah, I praise this movie. Good. You know, I was gonna say about it, like. 
because well for one i thought it was in my top 10 and now i realize it's not because i'm like wait never mind it's it shouldn't be in my top 10 i did do it right but i am like looking it over again and i was like oh wait i'm not gonna have a chance to talk about it never mind uh do you notice that like a lot of people like really hate on this movie nowadays though like it's yeah a lot of critics do yeah really well like you ever did you ever see this movie called like i I think it was called the big sick and um that was like a line that ray romano says in the movie he's like i don't go on the internet you go on the internet they all say forrest gump's not a good movie and he's like (laughs) he like doesn't get it and i'm like uh that's such a dad line but uh yeah like forrest gump is one that i even though like i totally get everybody's criticisms about it like yeah, I know, like, uh, you know, Tom Hanks is playing a character like this who's got, you know, mental disabilities and maybe he should be playing a character like that. Or, oh, it's just an over-glorification of America and how great and beautiful it is, a rosy-colored picture of how great America is, you know, even uh, kind of making more complex topics into simplified versions of themselves and thing like i've heard a lot of criticisms and i'm like yeah i get that i i still love it it's still but also <laughs> i mean it's like a it's kind of like a travel log of uh american like modern american history which i think is really neat and yeah sometimes like even even watching it today like sometimes it does seem like we're just throwing things out there to remind the audience about like oh remember this person died and remember this person died and it's like a lot of it's done to be like jokey and uh yeah but it's kind of it's definitely like when that movie came out it was definitely like a boomer movie like oh the boomers right so i guess maybe that is why a lot of people wouldn't like it today (laughs) but i i still think it's so entertaining it's one of my it is my favorite movie soundtrack by far i i uh i remember when i was a kid and like there's a scene where Forrest Gump was like on TV with one of the presidents. I forget which one it was. Was it Nixon or JFK? Yeah, he was. He was on the two presidents. JFK and Lyndon B. Johnson. Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah. But uh, I think it was the one with JFK where like he's just in the background, like Forrest Gump is, or maybe he's shaking his hand. What was? I re- I remember thinking that like oh he was actually there. <laughs> I didn't understand how like the movie magic worked. <laughs> I thought, wait, wait, was it? I thought he was on with. Wasn't he on with Nixon? He was on. I thought he was on with Nixon because then Watergate happened right yeah, after. No, he he's yeah, on. Yeah, he's okay, yeah. he, he sees JFK when he needs to pee, and uh, he drinks too much right. Dr Pepper. So when they're shaking hands, he has to go. He says, "I have to pee." And um, then he's with Lyndon B. Johnson, and that's when he said, you know, I heard you got quite the quite the wound or whatever. And then he shows him his butt because he got shot in the butt. And Lyndon yeah. B. Johnson just, like, walked away. Um, and then, yeah, the Nixon one is he asks him to stay Ping at the Gate Hotel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of them. <laughs> or maybe all of them. I don't, I don't know. I had... All of them. Yeah. They're all true. He was really there. Yeah. He was really there. I thought he had... Yeah, I thought he meant, like, Reagan or, like, Carter after that or something, too. But maybe Nixon was the last one he met. I think Nixon, Nixon was it. Because I don't think they really went past the 70s as far as... Because after that, like, he was mostly either running or on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Forrest Gump, great movie. Yeah. 
Um, was that your Zach? Yeah. Okay. Um, my number five is Saving Private Ryan. Hey yo. It's a damn good movie. Like a movie that could be made today, and I wouldn't know the difference. It's that the way it looks, the way it's filmed, like it's Spielberg's best movie, I think. In terms of like cinematic quality and what he was able to capture on screen, it's not my favorite Spielberg movie, but it is, I think, his best movie. Wait, you haven't seen it, Zach? No, we always meant to, and we never did. I would love to watch that with you. I like. I will have a movie night with you guys many times because you have that copy of Flushed Away in one of. Them. <laughs> That's true. And I'm That's always. True. I'm yeah. always about watching Private Ryan with you, and then we always say we're gonna watch it. But that one, we, and we gotta do. What's the other one? I keep telling you guys to watch. And oh, uh, Children, Children of Men. Yeah. And have you guys seen Mad Max? Only, only Fury Road. Oh yeah, that's the one. That one, I didn't. I wasn't sure if you guys had seen that one. I haven't seen the older ones with Mel Gibson. I saw Saving Private yeah, Ryan. Those, are, those are good and fun. I remember you tried. We were at the my shack when I had the VHS player in it, and you yeah. like carried a copy around with you. And we were like gonna watch the whole thing, and I think we only got mm-hmm. through a few minutes, and then I don't know what happened. We had to go mess around somewhere else. But you were trying. You were like, "We should watch this," and I'm like, "I've never seen it." And everyone else was. I like, thought it was like skipping or something. Oh, maybe. Oh yeah, I guess it was a DVD, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess I don't know, but... It was flushed away, no. <laughs> <laughs> you still have that? Flushed away? Yes, I do have flushed away in the case. It's yeah. somewhere in my big whole box of movies. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> so Sam has flushed away with Nick Private Ryan. <laughs> Probably. Five. 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 Starskys. Um, my number five is uh, Jackie Brown. Ooh, we're watching this for the Tarantino, uh, Tarantino Athon or binge watch. I don't know. Uh, I feel bad. That's like my least favorite. Tarantino. No, it is. Like it actually. It I thought it was my least favorite too until I rewatched it, and I was like, I actually love this movie. I think this is such a good like movie i don't know if it's like even really you know because like it doesn't really invoke a lot of tarantino style i'm sure i talked about this on that podcast also but like it's still such a good movie and like i said it's really it's kind of like i wish we could get more out of one person i wish we could get like dual directors out of tarantino like he was two people one who would make all the tarantino original films and then one who would just constantly make adaptations of novels or crime thrillers or whatever because this was such a good movie and i'm like i wish he would have done more adaptations because this is like one of the best adapted i i've actually read it i've read the book um since i think did we did i read it by the time we watched it or i don't even i don't remember I think I read it because I wanted to read it just to see how he adapted it. And it's actually surprisingly nearly line for line. Not, not well, 
line for line as in the pages themselves. Like, it's very much a straightforward adaptation. Like, for Tarantino, I was actually kind of surprised, but he was very faithful mm-hmm. to the original book. And the book is also very good. Like, uh, I don't, I didn't, I don't read much. I don't read a lot of uh, fiction anyway, I feel like. And uh, that was still, like, such a good book. It really got me into So, yeah, like, uh, Jackie Brown, the movie is very, um, I don't know, I still think it's great. And a lot of really good acting in it. Uh, Robert Forster has, like, one of the best uh, performances in that movie just because, I don't know, like... He's an actor who didn't have to do... It doesn't seem like he has to do much to be saying so much. I don't know. It's like... I love that guy. I love that guy in that movie. He's like the most pure Tarantino character of all time. Mm-hmm. My number four is Hercules. Nice. You didn't say what I thought you would. Hercules, Hercules? Oh, honey, you mean Hercules! <laughs> I... <laughs> tried watching it like this last time we tried watching it every time someone would say Hercules I would say that <laughs> every time it was every time <laughs> we got <half> <laughs> uh, yeah I love Hercules I've always loved this movie um, it's one of my favorite animated movies of all time it's just it's great it went the distance <laughs> I sing that song on a weekly basis. <laughs> uh, I think I give it five stars. It's definitely a five star movie. Hades is one of my like, like a couple years ago when I was like really getting into like Letterboxd, I made a list of movies of like the best villains of all time, and Hades was in my top five for some reason. I thought he was just like one of the coolest, most wild and iconic villains of a of a movie yeah. ever. Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, did my hair go up? <laughs> James Woods. Okay. That is a movie that, like, it absolutely should not be good. Like, it it's such a mess of so many different things. Like, it's such a... a like, the villain, he's such a different kind of... Almost like a boardroom, like, businessman kind of villain. Uh, you got, like, this art style that's so like colorful and bubbly like it's got las vegas themes to it sometimes you got the guy who did mm-hmm. the art direction of it who is this uh the guy who did the wall uh pink floyd's the wall is the animator like head animator of this movie uh you got the music that's just gospel set during uh <laughs> it's gospel that's set around uh like ancient Greek stories and yet it's gospel <laughs> And it's like all this crap that's going together and you would just if you if you would have like told me all of this when it was in production back in the 90s I would have been like that is gonna be by far like the worst thing ever made there's no way can you guys hear our guinea pig why was the guinea pig dancing to the music yeah. as soon as I did <laughs> oh he's doing it again I heard it that time I heard it that time <laughs> Again. <laughs> and then love came to. <laughs> why, why is Zach get them all riled up? I like that. He likes it when Zach sings. <laughs> that is like one of my 
favorite musicals, I think, just for, like, per capita. Love, like, every single song. Uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's such a... It's just amazing that that movie even works for how many different weird things are going into it. Yeah, it's great, though. All right. Dumb and Dumber, boys. Yes. That means that some people got some guesses right. <laughs> Sounds like it. You got a point there. Yeah. It, how, how could I not, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say. Um, it's Jim Carrey at his most Jim Carrey. Besides uh, mm-hmm. maybe the mask. I don't know. The, the, Ace, all three of those movies are just kind of like is Jim Carrey. That's... Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Did you ever see okay. the sequel? Of uh, Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 and I meant Dumb and Dumber 2, not Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, neither of them are good. The prequel? I've seen I've seen all of them, yeah. yeah. But either one, e- either one that you're talking about is not good. <laughs> uh, I thought the prequel had its moments. It's not nearly the same caliber, but it's definitely like where I would recommend it for people just to see it because it's got some good. They got like, like, the, the one. The moment I think of the most is like. Shit. Is that a banana in your pants, or are you just excited to see it, or whatever? He's like, or no, he's like, who who gave you the banana in your pants? He's like, my mom did. <laughs> he's like, gross. And he pulls out a banana. He's like, you want a bite? <laughs> uh, the the scene I always think of is uh, just like if there's a mess somewhere, I'll go back to there's shit everywhere. walls. <laughs> 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 Well, I know something uh, weird is that Ace Ventura, uh, Mask, and Dumb and Dumber all got a cartoon based on them. Back the in the yeah, there's a Dumb and Dumber cartoon. And uh, they also all got absolutely awful uh, sequels that don't have Jim Carrey in them. Uh, there was oh, Pet... There was National When Nature Charter. Calls, like that technically, that has Jim Carrey, but I mean, like, there was Ace Ventura Jr. Pet Detective. Uh, there was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Er, er, and uh, there was. Uh, what's and the other one? The Son of the Mask. I, w- I would argue Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, is almost better than Pet Detective. I've never seen it, but I'd like to, just because I didn't like Ace Ventura that much. Oh, really? okay. I'd like to check out the sequel. I'm sorry. I thought it was weird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, like, uh, you know what's weird, though, is uh, he got, he, there was bad sequels that didn't have him, but they also made the sequel with him because they did make Dumb and Dumber 2 with Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey was in Ace Ventura uh, When Nature Calls, and there was supposed to be a mask sequel that was going to have Jim Carrey that was, like, announced immediately after that movie came out, and it just never happened. So I'm holding out hope that someday that's still going to happen, that there just will be a mask too. <laughs> Eventually it all comes around, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, all these 
Jim Carrey movies. They're all so quotable, and I, I saw them all at a young age, so um, I feel like Jim Carrey has formed a lot of my humor. Number three? Four. four. Oh, no, I'm uh, Dumb Dumber is also my number four. Oh, okay. Oh. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely five-star movie. Definitely my favorite comedy of all time, hands really? down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was, for a while, like, I thought Step Brothers might be my favorite comedy. But the, I don't. I can't think of another movie that I can quote the whole thing. Like Dumb and Dumber, and I've had a longer, I've had a longer time with Dumb and Dumber, you know, kind of like how I can never decide between Back to the Future, or Evil Dead Two. Like I've just had more time with Back to the Future to say because kind of Dumb and Dumber. I've, this has been around since my childhood, and it's. I'm just thinking yeah. of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> There's so many freaking good, like. <laughs> When they're looking, they're trying to find her name and like, Sony, Slappy, Sony, Swanson? Is it Swanson? I don't know, check the briefcase. Samsonite. That was way off. <laughs> and then later on, he's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Samsonite. I didn't mean to steal your briefcase. <laughs> like, there's so many just little things in that movie. Or like where he's like talking about how he, like, got fired for, like, you know, doing everything wrong, and then um, Harry's like, oh, I got fired, and he's like, what a pathetic loser, and, like, <laughs> rips on him, even though he just, like, got fired for, <laughs> like, oh, man, it's such a good movie. My hands are freezing. Oh, <laughs> 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 he's choking him. He's like, Harry, your hands are cold. <laughs> They're freezing. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I have a Jim Carrey movie. Uh, number four is The Truman Show. That's a good one. Is that um, a good one? Yeah, this is a movie. I never. I got to it a couple years uh, later in high school, but this was a movie that I thought. I guess. I guess there, I had already thought like, what if that was like a thing? Like, what if everything was actually just a TV show? What if your whole life was just being filmed for a TV show? Like, am I, am I the main character of this story, or am I just like some lame? sub character who stands in the background you know you just kind of think of stuff like, mm -hmm. that, like weird matrixy things but then you find out that there actually was a movie that was like all about this and i'm like what and it's it's so cool that it really turned out exactly the way you want it to turn out i, I feel like i do that a couple times where i just think of a movie i'm like has a movie like this ever been made and then it, it's like oh wow there is something like that. and then you watch it and it's just not that great but like truman show 100 percent was exactly what i was expecting like hoping out of a movie like this and even more it's a very very good movie and so ahead of its time like it it really predicted so much of like reality tv was not a big thing when this movie came out and it yet it like predicted so much of what reality tv was going to be and advertising within reality tv and 
you know, these like kind of fake relationships and living your whole life literally like inside of a bubble and how like, I mean, even with like social media and like people who are on social media who are like influencers, I mean, it feels like it's, you know, Truman Show on even bigger scale, but Truman Show just predicted so much. It'd be cool if they did something like that now, like with Netflix or like a streaming service, if they like did some kind of like a quasi, like if it was actually, not like actually real, but like as if the Truman Show was real where like you watch someone, but then they slowly start to realize, like as you're watching like a season of it, like throughout the episodes you start to realize that they're becoming aware of of that they're in the middle of a TV show, you know? So you're, like, watching it from Where you actually perspective? Yeah, like, I always wonder what that would be like, and I think now with streaming services the way they are, I think, like, we're closer to that being a possibility someday, like, actually watching it as if you were a viewer of the Truman Show. That would be so cool. Like, but it's still, like... It yeah, like, like, it's obviously all fake and filmed, but it's and you're not actually ruining someone's life. Like, you um, watch the first episode that's introduced to you, like, the Truman Show, or, and then you, like, watch, uh, yeah. you watch the whole episode and everything, like, but, like you said, like, throughout the season that he would find out, but, like, the first episode, the only thing that happens is, like, oh, it would be so risky, I don't think anyone would ever want to do it, but you go 30 minutes into the episode, and then suddenly he just, like, sees a camera, and he, like, it kind of, like, mm-hmm. keeps him off, and then we kind of keep seeing him from different camera angles start to really try to figure out why there's a camera in there, and then as the season progresses, mm-hmm. we're still just seeing it from these camera angles, but he's, like, slowly yeah. figuring it out, and then eventually, it's, that would be real cool. I actually just seen the Truman Show from, like, all the cameras within the city's perspective. Like, mm-hmm. just watch it how the viewers on TV were watching it. That would be really cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's a Truman Show, man. Five out of five stars. That's my favorite Jim Carrey movie. It's a good one. It's a good mix of him being his comedy, but also like his dramatic side, too. My number three is Adam's Family Values. <laughs> Adam's Family Values is just a little bit better. Because I like Debbie's character. She's a sociopath, but dresses in pastels, so you'd never guess. That's Debbie. why? Yep. <laughs> That's why. I think it has a little bit more interesting of a story. Adam's Family is still great. I love it so much. I don't even know if I've seen Family Values. Yeah, I, I gotta say, Chloe, my my favorite is Adam's Family Reunion. I like when Tim Curry replaced Raul Julia, so that's just me. <laughs> is there a third one? Bro, Adam's Family Reunion. I've only seen the first one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I gave it four and a half stars. The second one, that's the second one. Does Is Raul Julia in that one? Is it like the original cast in that one as well? Um, okay. Because I've never seen that one either. I, I've never seen Reunion either. I've seen the first one. And all I really remember about the first one was just the very unapologetic sexual tension between uh, Gomez and like his wife. What's his wife's name? I don't even remember. Patricia, yeah. Like, it's just... Morticia. I'm sorry. No, but still, like, that. I only remember that, and I'm like, this is just like, is this a kid's movie, or what is this? But that's like... I'm like, they are married, right? It's kind of... It's actually kind of fascinating. Uh, It's good. Good for them. They have a very happy relationship, which I think is interesting. 
my number three is Shawshank. Which one won? Was it Forrest Gump or was it Shawshank that won? Best picture that year. Uh, Forrest Gump. That Shawshank did. Or... Yeah, it was uh, Forrest Gump won it. Everyone thinks uh, Pulp Fiction should have got it, but everyone secretly knows it should have been Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, Shawshank is so good. Um, and then if you ask for my opinion, I say I think Ed Wood should have won, but, you know, that's just me. 1994 was, that. like, the greatest year in movies ever. My number three is a classic, The Sandlot. Oh, dang. <laughs> Did not see that coming. That's one that I watched probably as much as I just watched Back to the Future growing up. Yeah. Um... And uh, I don't. I'm not a particular fan of any sport, but if I had to pick, I guess it would be baseball. Um, but really, only because of the Sandlot. Like <laughs> the Sandlot made it cool and fun and interesting. And um, yeah, I don't know. Even out of like all of like the kid adventure movies, like The Goonies um, or Stand By Me, like the Sandlot is like the most feel good, popcorny. And like just outrageous, but still grounded um, movie, and I love. It's like the perfect summer movie. Hmm? It feels like the '90s were really good at making those kind of movies. Yeah, because yeah. there was Sandlot, there was Little Rascals. Little Rascals. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a handful more, but mm-hmm. yeah, Sandlot was great, man. It's good. I've never seen the sequels. Sequel? Is there one or two sequels? I, I think there's a few. Some are direct to video, I think, but Sandlot it's like one where it's all girls. And there was the Sandlo, uh, Sandlot. I think it was called Heading Home. I don't know if they made any more after that. They might have. Not that I've heard of. I've actually seen the Sandlot too. I've actually seen the Sandlot too more than the first one. It was the only one I had really? as a kid, and. It's pretty much just the first movie, except when instead of a baseball, it was a rocket ship, and that's really it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dumb, but it's... Oh, yeah. It's... it's I don't know. I, I don't remember it being bad, but of course I saw it as a kid. First one's... Is it the same... Though. What was that? Is it the same kids? No, I mean, they made that one ten years later, so all those kids were like... Uh, they actually... Oh. They actually made it within the universe, and they make it where the movie takes place ten years after the first one, and they actually play on the same Sandlot field, and they know that that other, they know of the other uh, kids, like they reference the other kids, and uh, yeah, but instead this time though, like they because the first movie they lose the baseball over the fence, while this one they lost a rocket ship that like someone's dad was building for NASA it's like a miniature version of the rocket ship and they flew it from the sandlot spot and it went over the fence and they have to like go get it and you know it's the whole thing again with the dog and yeah is it the same dog? <laughs> it's I don't think so I think it's supposed to be their chi- the, the son of that dog because I think they gave it a different name but I think it okay. is just James. it was James Earl Jones right like he's the one who lives in that house mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. I think they have James Earl Jones come back. My number three is uh, Martin Scorsese's uh, Goodfellas. Um, this is just 
It's a good movie. It's like a, it's a long movie, but it doesn't feel long. I guess Martin Scorsese's good at that sometimes. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street doesn't feel long either, even though it's three hours. Irishmen felt long, so I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> but, that one definitely felt long. Irishmen, is that connected to Goodfellas? No. No, nah, he just he just kind of makes similar gangster movies every once in a while. Uh, but this one's but really... It's basically a more boring version of it. Oh, well, I like... Uh, there, there's things... Uh, well, maybe we should do a Martin Scorsese thing sometime. <laughs> but, like, I like things about The sure. Irishman. I, I'd like another excuse think, to watch it, but... I don't think I've seen any of his movies. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? You've, you've had... The Aviator? Have you seen The Departed? No. Gangs of New York, Hugo, no, Mm-mm. Silence, um, nothing. Shutter Island. Okay, I've seen Shutter Island. There you go. That's like the least Martin Scorsese movie that you could watch. <laughs> hey, yeah, wait, he did uh, he did King of Comedy. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. King of Comedy. Taxi, taxi driver. driver. Mean Streets. Uh, I saw it. Yeah, so, like, Goodfellas is, uh, I mean, it's just got a really, I don't know, it's just a good movie because it's got, like, a really good, like, pace of itself, even though a lot of the stuff that they drop in there kind of seems, like, not entirely important to the overall plot of the story, um, because there's, like, a lot of side characters that they'll introduce and they'll kind of say what happened to them and they'll show a lot of people getting murdered and it's, um... But it doesn't feel, like, disjointed. It doesn't feel unfocused ever. And probably because the narration is so uh, good. And you really... It's got a good soundtrack to it, too. A lot of good mixing there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Great cast. Right. Like, Joe Pesci as his best, probably. Right. Yeah, like, well... And that's what I mean. Like, so many of the actors are so good that even, like, the smallest roles you remember really well. Joe Pesci obviously has, like, a bigger role. Um... What do you think? I'm funny? Like I'm a clown? And then what is it that I'm f- what's so mm-hmm. funny about me? <laughs> That's so, mm-hmm. like, oh geez, that whole scene is so like to this day I, I always kind of forget where exactly it goes because I'm like, does he kill this guy? Like I don't always remember like rewatching it because mm-hmm. yeah, they're like all laughing and then it just stops and it's like Oh, it's just like what's what is this? Like what's going on? Yeah. Um, and then like Robert De Niro's in it and yeah, like this, I, I mean, to me, I'm like, this is kind of like, if they if Robert De Niro wasn't already in so many great movies, this would probably be my, like, oh, this is, like, his best movie. But he's already also in Taxi Driver and Godfather Part 2, so I don't know if I could even say that. But, um... Are you talking about his best movies? Yeah, like, it, I, I would say Goodfellas is, like, his best movie. Meets parents? Even then, like, honestly, he's great in that movie. Like, he's really yeah. good in that movie. Um, but, Have you seen Raging Bull? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Rage and Bull too, like, that's up there. Yeah. I think, like, if I were to be legit, I think Taxi Driver is his best, but this isn't really, like, a Robert De Niro movie anyway, but it's, like... I think, yeah, I think Goodfellas is, like, Scorsese's, like, like how Pulp Fiction is kind of like Tarantino's, like, opus, you know? Like his, that's like the one that most people think of when they think of Tarantino. I think Goodfellas is the same way for Scorsese. Like this is his, the iconic and go-to gangster movie 
that shows Scorsese's work, you know. Well, you know what's weird too is that Martin Scorsese is like an older filmmaker. He even was already at this point. I mean, he was like twenty years in the game, and uh, mm-hmm. you know that's usually when you start to kind of slow down. And the style of editing that he has in this movie—I mean, you got to give credit to the uh, to the editor of the movie, but you know the style and the pacing of it is very. It's not like old classic films. Like, it doesn't feel like a slow movie. And it definitely, you know, I think it influenced the style of later movies that came out where they just have a lot going on with the editing, you know, able to do a lot of fast-paced cuts between different scenes, different sceneries and sets and different places and characters. Like, there's just a lot going on in this movie, but it feels very good and well-paced for being... And that's what I mean, like, with the editing, it just does it so well. And uh, so many movies have kind of taken that style since then. But what's even weirder is that, like, when he did Wolf of Wall Street, I really didn't think... Because it's, like, it's a very... It's a similar kind of movie where it's a longer movie with a lot of music and a lot of editing and a lot going on in it and a lot of kind of sideline characters that just have a quick moment. And I didn't think he was going to be able to pull it off. I thought, you know, it's been too many years. I really think, like, you know, it's it's great that he's still doing movies like this. But then, like, Wolf of Wall Street's also very good. Like, it's just as good as Goodfellas, so... The man mm-hmm. can't stop. Like, he's just gonna keep making good movies until he's dead. Like, it's very rare that someone can do that. Well, yeah, especially when he deviates and does, like... Silence. It's such a... Different. Wildly different movie than anything else he did, but still incredibly good. Right. You know, he, he directs he, characters that are super different. Like, just the characters in Silence, like are so different than any other character he's had in his movies. I think you're the only other person I've met who's ever seen Silence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number two is Mulan. Oh. My favorite animated Disney movie of all time. Five stars. Have you seen the new one? Um, I haven't. I was really excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have issues with the main actress, though, so I just... Mm-hmm. What you mean? Yeah. You mean her support of the Chinese government's uh, way that they're treating Hong Kong? Yeah. No. <laughs> I forgot. Where, was that like an interview, or I forgot exactly what she said? But it was very much just like, oh, it was her Twitter or like Instagram or something that she made a post, and it was very pro Chinese government and anti like. And protests happening in Hong Kong, essentially. Yeah, no, like, I had heard about supporting that. the force that was just beating and and being really terrible to their citizens. Mm-hmm. So, I was really excited for it before all that crap happened, though. I wasn't. There wasn't any songs or no motion. Yeah, that I wasn't hyped about because the songs are some of my favorite parts of the movie. And motion, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I just I love the movie. It's I don't know. It it doesn't feel like your typical Disney movie where it's like a princess who is kind of bummed out and then a guy comes along and she's happy, you know. Yeah. Comes the guy, and then she's happy. Princess kicks some dude's ass, and then it's happy. Mushu comes along, or whatever, <laughs> and then she's happy. <laughs> yeah. 
Just when you thought you couldn't get enough. This summer comes a brand new wacky adventure starring Jim Carrey. Ventura, when nature calls. <laughs> Arguably the better Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, I want to say, my favorite uh, comedy of all time. Um, it is the most quotable. It is, to me, the funniest Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's it, it's way better than Ace Ventura. I've got to deck all the other. Um, have you? I'll guys- push back on that. I like I like Pet Detective more personally. Okay. But I quote I I I like Pet Detective more, but I quote When Nature Calls more. So that's the trade off I'll make. Okay. See, I, I put quotability, like, as a factor, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's close. They're, like, to me, like, almost oh, the yeah, same. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of good quotes from the first one. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Justin, you haven't seen it? No. I I guess because, uh, I don't know. I Like, I hadn't gotten to... Ace Ventura until recently, and I wasn't like too into it. I was like, this is just uh, it's got its moments. So I wanted to see the sequel though, because I did hear that it was similar in quality to the first one. So I was like, okay, so maybe that would mean that I will like it slightly more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I think the jokes land a little better. Maybe is there, I I it's been a while since I've seen that one. Is there any? Is there like a lot of white savior elements, too? I mean, they hired him though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> white savior for hire. <laughs> Different. It's okay. It it's capitalism. It's okay. They want, if they want him to save them, that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. I think it helps that the main villain of the movie is also an old white dude. Yeah. So it's not like this white guy coming in to save these African tribes against another African tribe, you know? Like, he mm-hmm. ends up fighting this white dude. Yeah. yeah. And the, uh, they kind of frame it how, like, Ace Ventura knows what he's doing, but he's also ignorant. Um, but, like, the movie isn't scared to show his ignorance of, like, their culture. And it mm-hmm. makes him, like, the idiot compared to, like, the villagers. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. It's kind of like the blazing show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. And you know the rhino. Yeah. True. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Five out of five, man. Five out of five. It's a good one. My number two is Jurassic Park. Dang. Alright, who got Second it? One. <laughs> My next tattoo is probably gonna be some kind of dinosaur, I don't know yet. Either it's Velociraptor or T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna have the same guy who did my other ones do drop something. And me and Sydney are talking about getting we wanna get matching ones and I think that might be that the ones that we get that'll match. And we'll both get like the same 
Maybe not the exact same thing, but we'll both have him draw us up like a T-Rex and a Velociraptor or something. Yeah, no, Jurassic Park kicks ass. I love it. Yeah, dude. Um, it's very hard for it not to be my favorite, which you guys probably know by now. Um, but uh, it's very, very close. And I've had the most time with Jurassic Park than most on this list. Like the Sandlot, you know, Didn't one you like- I grew up watching as much. Huh? Didn't you like Jurassic Park 2 more than Jurassic Park? No, I just stand up for Jurassic Park 2. Because <laughs> oh, okay. I think it's really good. <laughs> Maybe I did. I don't remember from that podcast. No, no, I was talking a lot of dirt about it, and I think it, you just got okay. peeved. You just went on about how it was yeah. great. And I was like, Everyone <laughs> hated it, and I'm like, it's incredible. It's well, a great movie. I mean, it's fun. Jurassic Park 2 is many things. I don't know if it's incredible. I mean, de- <laughs> my second favorite movie of the 1990s is uh, Tim Burton's Ed Wood, starring uh, Johnny Depp as Edward D. Wood Jr. And uh, this is just the best like movie making movie ever. Um, if anyone has seen The Disaster Artist which is probably the spiritual successor of this movie, um, mm-hmm. similar in tone. It's, uh, yeah, that's, you, you'll kind of know what to expect if you come to this movie, but this movie did it first, and it did so, like, to me, much better. And it really just touches upon the weirdness of Ed Wood, the weirdness of his character, um, the weirdness of his movies, and, uh, I don't know. It's just, there's so much personality with, like, the whole thing, and, even though, like, he's known as, like, this terrible director nowadays, like, I think the movie really pays tribute to the fact that it's, like, he might have just been a man out of his time, and maybe he was a little quick about things, but, you know, he, he had some really crazy ideas that, you know, Tim Burton, I think, is it's kind of the point, because, like, Tim Burton's like, I have a lot of crazy ideas, and yet mine get funded, and I get taken seriously, so why didn't this guy? And I think there's, like, a lot of relate to there. There's a real awesome moment in the movie where, like, Edward, uh, Ed Wood meets, uh, Orson Welles at a restaurant. Yeah. And they both don't know, like, who, well, he doesn't, Orson Welles doesn't know who Ed Wood is, but Ed Wood, like, that's his, like, favorite director. And it's kind of weird because, like, Orson Welles is considered, you know, like, the greatest director ever because he directed the greatest movie ever. And he's just, like, there's just, like, a real awesome conversation between them both. And I'm like, that's just such an interesting idea. Um, yeah, because isn't he? He's talking to Orson Welles, like at the time, like he's talking about Citizen Kane, and isn't he talking about like how like no one liked Citizen Kane, or like like Citizen Kane was like a he um or no one wants him to make it, or no one wanted him to make when, Citizen Kane, but when, he knew he had to, or something like that. When he met him at the restaurant, like that was right when everything was going wrong with Plan Nine from Outer Space, so he went to that restaurant just to have a drink. And uh, Orson Welles was there. And Orson Welles was working on Don Quixote, which actually is a movie that Orson Welles tried to get off the ground for years but never was able to. So that's what he was, like, working on. But he talks about Citizen Kane, and he says that everybody wanted to tamper with it um, because the famous thing with Citizen Kane is that he got Final Cut privilege, which is, like, unheard of. Even, like, nowadays, that's, like, unheard of, and it doesn't really make sense that he got that deal. And when he finished it, a lot of people didn't like Citizen Kane, but they were, like, contractually obligated to release it. And a lot the studio mm-hmm. didn't like it. A lot of people weren't happy with it. And now it's considered, like, the greatest movie ever. Um, mm-hmm. so that's why he's talking about there is, like, everyone wanted to tamper with it, but he 
stayed true to his vision, and that's what he's influencing Ed Wood to do. He's like, stay true to your vision, and then he does, but he goes and makes, you know, kind of the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. makes the complete opposite of Citizen Kane, and now that movie is considered one of the worst movies ever made, but, I mean, I think that's just, a, like, a really interesting idea. It's like, this one's considered the greatest, and this one is considered the worst, and these are both very well known. Are they really that different? <laughs> It's mm-hmm. kind of a weird. It's kind of a weird thing. Ed Wood was a good because you bowed it to me. And it was a good movie, but I think I tried watching Plan Nine from Outer Space and it was pretty rough. Yeah, his movie. I mean, his movies. Um, it's definitely an acquired taste, and obviously, like a lot of people don't consider them great. I think Plan Nine mm-hmm. probably is most watchable. It's actually a movie where I'm like, I don't even think the idea behind this is that bad. Like, I could see this mm-hmm. being done if it were done correctly or honestly you know what like taika waititi i could see him actually making something like plan nine work uh but if you watch like glenn or glenda that movie is so like that's i think the one of the worst ever because that movie just mm-hmm. like doesn't even make sense <laughs> it's just yeah well timber did mars attacks which is like basically the same yeah, it's like the same style as those old movies. Yeah. I mean, he made Mars and that's a good movie. right after he made Ed Wood. So it's like you definitely know what was like on his mind. He was like looking at all mm-hmm. the Ed Wood stuff. And I'm sure he was like, I just want to make something like that. So and Mars Attack, yeah. actually, I actually like that movie. It's like that's another one I think a lot of people don't really like. But it's uh, I, I like that one a lot. There's so many like just random actors in that movie. And it's. <laughs> great cast for such a really silly movie okay my honorable mentions um some of them were scream when nature calls um fargo matilda and forrest gump um i had beverly hills ninja (laughs) yeah oh my gosh it's such a good movie uh i didn't really have any others that I put on there. That was just an extra one that I got thrown on. Um, let me just think of some others. But, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is pretty good. Um, Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of dig that you only had oh. Beverly Hills Ninja down for sure. Like, you're like, <laughs> I, have to, I have to mention this. <laughs> well, when I was figuring out my list, I just didn't take it off. Home Alone was on my list, and I got bumped. Um, uh, Independence Day, Terminator 2, um, and then this movie called Far and Away. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. I might have talked about it before. Is that Nicole Kidman? Yeah, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. It's kind of like a like a Forrest Gump type of movie, or like a like it's it's like kind of a movie about class um it's really good it's like a a a poor catholic um and like a a rich protestant in ireland um they like escape to america together to like like she's escaping getting married and he's just trying to go somewhere to to find land for himself and it's like a love story, but they, you know, end up like losing everything, and then they have to like try and make it in America in Boston. So he becomes like a fighter, um, and then that doesn't work out. And then like 
they eventually like go westward on like wagon trains to like claim land. So it's like a it's like a western, but it's also like a gangster like fight club movie. But it's also like a like Titanic-y too. It's really really cool and weird and dynamic. Um, but it's just also a good love story if you like. You know, I don't know if it's before or after Eyes Wide Shut, um, but it's kind of around that era um, of uh, Kidman and Cruz. But, yeah, so those are my honorable mentions. Oh, I got a couple more now. Um, Will Smith's Wild Wild West. (laughs) Yeah. Wild Wild West. (laughs) Um, Blast from the Past with Brendan Fraser is pretty good. Um, Prince of Egypt. That's wow. good. Um, one of the best Scooby Doo movies, Zombie Island. Oh, that's very good. I like that. Digging into some obscurity there. I like that. Yeah. Um. I have I have ten. And what's funny is that these are all like some of these are literally five out of five star movies. Also, there was just that many good ones. Um, I couldn't narrow it down. So my honorable mentions are Home Alone, uh, Groundhog Day, Speed, The the Fugitive, Force Gump, Fight Club, Election, Nightmare uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Seven, and True Romance. Seven almost made my list. I was going to say, I don't think Seven's going to make anybody's list, which surprises me, given that we have... Uh, I think we have some Fincher fans in the house, and I think we have a horror fan in the house. I figured seven. I've never seen it. Really? Oh, come on! That movie. Seven is. You you should watch it. We should do it for the next horror corner. But I already know it's in the box, though. (laughs) (laughs) You you should watch it. It's like handcrafted for you. It's totally. It's it's I I mean it's it's a horror movie I guess I mean it's horrific but. I don't even feel like mm-hmm. it's a... It's like well, a saw movie. You know, that would be a good one for the horror corner, just or uh, what was it called? I, you know what I... What did I call it on the episode, actually? Chloe's... Creepy corner? corner. That's what it was, yeah, because we wanted to keep the CCC part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Chloe's coagulating corner. <laughs> Gross, I love it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Number okay. one. My number one is Edward Scissorhands. Nice. Yeah. Are you Got judging it. my own personal movie decision? Yeah. Rude. Uh, yeah, Edward Scissorhands. I have so much nostalgia for this movie. Um, like I love every every scene in it. I don't. I can't even think of a bad part of the movie. I love the whole thing so much. Yeah, five stars. It's good. It's a good. One. I just recently watched that for the first time with Stella. Oh, I mean, I had seen it. She never had, and um, she she was so mad at that ending, though. Like, she loved the movie, and then you know, when you get to the ending, though, she just looked at me. She's like, "I did not like that." <laughs> just because I was like, "What?" I'm like, "It's so." She's like, "She's like, no, I don't like that." She could just go up there. I'm like, but she's much older now. She's like, no, she could have gone up there before. It was just not accepting the ending. 
mean, valid, but... I think the point is is that you just don't always get what you want in life. It's like, but she could (laughs) have. That's true. It's like, fine, okay, you're right. You better go talk to Mr. Burton and rewrite the movie. (laughs) Uh, My number one is Disney's Cat Hamlet. Uh, <laughs> Catlet? Blank. Oh. Wait, why did I take so long on that? I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> it was like... Um, I genuinely also did not get the reference and thought you said Lion King. <laughs> I legitimately was trying to figure out, like, what weird Disney movie came out with that title because there was a lot of these <laughs> Disney movies. No, it's, it's Hamlet, but with cats. Right. Yes. And part and Lion King two is Romeo and Juliet. Cat Hamlet happening in here right now. <laughs> <sighs> um, you guys know my stance on this movie. It's it's fantastic. Um, everything about it, from the comedy to the animation, it's all great. Yeah. Five stars. <laughs> Remake circle. I was going to say, I was yeah. like, this movie came out in 2019. Thank you very much. <laughs> Not a 90s movie anymore. Uh, yeah. Original's good. One and a half made it even better. Two was Yeah, which good. one and a half made after Midsummer's Night or Tempest? <laughs> Other Shakespeare's works? Um, this is just like. Macbeth. Hold up. Is that Shakespeare? No, wait. Shakes. I'm gonna look this up because there actually is one that Lion King one and a half is similar to. Is there? Yeah, because like the first one's Hamlet, then the sequel is uh, Romeo and Juliet, and I think Lion King one and a half is uh. Was Shakespeare in the meta meta humor? (laughs) Three men and a baby. <laughs> I gotta. Uh, I, don't know. I I heard this similarity one time. King of Queens. King of Queens. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, there was a thing called Rosencrantz and Gilderstein are dead, which was something not made by Shakespeare, but it was an expansion of two minor characters from Hamlet. So that's oh. where they say that was based upon. And this book or story came out in 1966. So I guess that's <laughs> what they're talking about. But I thought it was like a legit Shakespeare play, but never mind. <laughs> that was close. Kind of. That's kind of like but... weird that there is something out there, though, about two random characters from Hamlet. And then there was also Lion King, which is like Hamlet. That was literally, that had a sequel that was the same plot. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Disney does rip off things. I mean, this is just Kimba the White Lion. You know that, Zach, right? Yeah, I know. I'm okay with that. I've also seen Kimba the White Lion. My favorite movie from the 90s is Fargo. Heyo! Um... Yeah, Fargo is incredible. It's a wonderful movie. And it's hilarious. It's 
weird and very dark, but also just just kind of is what it is. Um, it's my favorite Coen Brothers movie, hands down. Um, I'm not ashamed to say it, being Minnesotan, that it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Right now, I'm I'm watching through the the TV series, and it's really good. TV series series does it justice for sure. Yeah, I've been um, it's good. Every season is like an anthology, so it takes place in a different era, but it's very very loosely all connected mm. to the main story. So like, first season is in 2006, and the only real connecting thread is like. A character in in that that season had like found the briefcase full of money, <laughs> and like basically made like a grocery store empire off of it. Um, and that's like the only connecting thread of the first movie. And then right now, season two takes place during 1979. Okay. And the only connecting thread here is like the main character was the dad to the main character in two, the 2006 season. Um, so it's like a prequel, but it's not a prequel to like the Fargo movie. It's more of like a prequel to the season. It's really cool. And season three, I'm not sure when that is, but I know season four is out right now, and that takes place during like the 30s, I think. Some kind of like prohibition something. Oh, is that the one that has Chris Rock? Yeah. So I'm excited to get to that one. Are you on so. the season that has Ewan McGregor? No, I think that's season three. Okay. Or at least he's not in it yet, so we'll see. Okay. Maybe he shows up in season two, I don't know. This one had um, Kieran Culkin and uh, Nick Offerman. Oh. got a few other people. Nice. Um, yeah, it's real good. The main character is the guy that's in all the horror movies, like The Conjuring and uh, um, Insidious. He's Night Owl and Watchmen. I can't remember his actor name. But. Patrick. Yeah, he's the main character. So, um, but yeah, the movie Fargo, freaking incredible, amazing. I love it. Everyone should watch it and love it and hold it dear to their heart. So, five stars, yeah. Uh, my number one is Toy Story. Woo! Of course, I mean, it's like one of my, it's in my like top three movies, I think on IMDb. So if you just look at my page, you're like, huh, I wonder what his favorite movie of the 90s is. Yeah, it's, uh, um, some people guessed it. I, I, I kind of talked about it when Zach talked about Toy Story 2. It's, uh, it's just my favorite of the series, but also it's a near perfect movie very ahead of its time like it's just kind of crazy that they made a computer animated movie and that story wise it was so good the first time i mean especially since it wasn't like it was like an it wasn't an action movie you know with uh computer animation they would often use it for a lot of action movies or just to achieve some kind of special effect in an action movie but toy story was like we're gonna use this to tell some buddy movie uh that's made for kids and it's like all right and it was really good and it was even better than some of the disney stuff that was coming out at the time and 
uh, yeah, I just really do like everything about this. And I also do kind of, um, they made a version of this movie that was really edgy that didn't do well at all. And they were like, you have to remake the movie. And I'm glad that that version never existed because it's like, I don't, I'm sure it probably wouldn't have been that good. It would have been probably trying too hard. But I like that because they tried to make it edgy the first time. They were like forced to. Some of that humor did seep through. And in a lot of ways, this has probably some of the most inappropriate jokes in the Pixar filmography. Like, I mean, there's a scene in this movie where like uh, Mr. Potato Head grabs his lips and presses it on his butt like doing the kiss my ass thing and i'm like i was like man or i can't believe that that something like that is in the movie like this and there's quite a few kind of more edgier jokes like that in a way and but it's got such a good sense of humor um and yeah i don't know i love it it's it's like i said it's got a near perfect story where just everything really comes together super well there's not really anything there that doesn't have to be and uh you know i think one of the most brilliant moments ever is just the whole lighting the match you know he he got the match earlier it was put in his pocket he has the match to light the rocket it's all coming together and the whole audience is like yes finally and it just it gets a car drives by and it puts it out right away and it's like wow all that setup and <laughs> It doesn't even play out the way it's supposed to. And I'm like, that's just brilliant. That's brilliant writing. You ever watch uh, Small Soldiers? I, have I was going to say, that sounds like the edgy Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird that Small Soldiers came up before Toy Story. Because, yeah, there's definitely some... Uh, not a lot of similarities, but there's definitely something to be carried over where you're like, yeah, this is kind of... That movie's hit in Blu-ray, actually. I just saw that promoted the other day. Um, mm-hmm. It's never been on Blu-ray, so I might actually get that just to grow my Joe Dante collection. But It's good. Yeah, it, I yeah I haven't seen it in a few years, but I remember liking it. It not as much it's like Gremlins meets the Expendables. Right. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones yeah. is that like main general guy. Yeah. The guys who are, like supposed to be the heroes and they're like actually the villains. Yeah, it's good. Um, well, I, I, kind of wraps it up. Yeah, I got the huh? point totals, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. So, um, and I marked them in red if they were in the bottom five, and then blue if they were in the top five. And that's going to be double points. So, uh, because this is so, I'm going to go in order of people who guessed, I guess. Um, yeah, since I guessed Hunter had Pulp Fiction on his list, and Zach had Lion King and Dumb and Dumber on his list, I got five points. Uh, and since Zach guessed that Edward, uh, no, that Silence of the Lambs was going to be on Chloe's list, and Fargo and Saving Private Ryan were on Hunter's list, and Toy Story was on my list, um, you've got seven points. And, uh, Hunter guessed that Edward Scissorhands was going to be on Chloe's list, that Lion King and Dumb and Dumber would be on Zach's list, and that Toy Story would be on my list, so you got eight points. Did you do Pulp Fiction too? Is that on your list, Justin? That was a, oh, you know what? You're right. I missed one. That wasn't actually on my list. So you got ten points. You Damn. mother effer. <laughs> you're already winning. You're gonna win, and you're like, actually, sir, you missed one. <laughs> I gotta look over. No, I don't think I missed any of the other ones. Um, yeah, and then far. Uh, Chloe guessed that Hunter would have Fargo and Jurassic Park on his list. 
And uh, Zach, you guess. No, wait, no, these. Yeah, oh, and Chloe guessed that Zach would have Lion King on his list. Sorry, I keep. My spreadsheet was too big, so I couldn't have everything what I'm reading. I'm not good at formatting Excel, whatever. Okay, you got six points. I'm blown away that you did it on the fly, though. I, I can't believe that you kept track so well. I, I think um, I got I everything. I know that all three of my guesses for Justin were on his honorable mentions, so I feel like I should get something bad. <laughs> you can get mm -hmm. you half points. Okay. All mine were at least honorable mentions, except for Scream. <laughs> it wasn't on anything on Closer, so... But someone else gets Scream, too. I wasn't the only one. I think Justin voted Scream. Yeah. I'm mad. I have the crow on my list. And, and then, then I... crossed it out. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go through some, some like, uh, I, I guess, like, for instance, uh, I guess that maybe Hercules would be on Zach's list, but it was actually on Chloe's list. I thought Chloe would have mm -hmm. Iron Giant, but I, I thought, I thought you were an Iron Giant girl, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um... I thought Army of Darkness would be on Hunter's list just because you are an Evil Dead fan, but it wasn't even in your honorable mentions. Uh, Back to the Future Part 3, everybody thought it'd be <laughs> on your list, and it also was yeah. not on your list or your honorable mentions, which is... It is, it's it's definitely an honorable mention, like, in my top 25. Like, I love it a lot. It's just not my, it's not in my 90s iconic go-to in my mind. I heard that Hunter doesn't even like Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fake fan. I hate Evil Dead and Back to the Future. <laughs> Zach thought if you Chloe, like it, you're a hack. Zach thought Chloe would have Ace Ventura when Nature Calls on her list, but it was an honorable mention, uh, I believe. And then he also said Adam's Family, but she had Adam's Family Values. And uh, you thought she would have Nightmare Before Christmas and Scream, and I thought she'd have Scream, but she had them on her honorable mentions. Uh, which is mm -hmm. close enough, and uh, yeah. we, th uh, yeah, yeah. But Chloe, you did get all of my honorable mentions, and everybody thought I'd have Forrest Gump on my list. Uh, but honorable mention, Jurassic Park. Uh, Zach thought, but I didn't even have that in my honorable mentions. I don't think did I mention that. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, and I do like that movie, but like I said, I think the '90s was just so bloated with so many good movies. Um, yeah. Like I said, we we these are interesting picks because a lot of these actually did end up in the honorable mentions. So mm -hmm. this wasn't as easy to guess as I thought it would be, though. I thought we'd have a lot more repetitiveness in this episode, and um, I think there was actually more repetitiveness in the '80s episode. I think we had a lot more similar '80s picks. So I think the more yeah, I think the, the more movies there are, the more diverse they'll be. Yeah, I'm sure like our next decade will be completely. I don't. We probably won't even have any of the same movies. We, we, you'll see a lot more. You'll see a lot more superhero movies <laughs> from me. Two thousand will be tough because I mean, like you got. I mean, you see more movies, but you also just for how many movies? Like, because like you said, superhero movies. I'm like, yeah, you start getting like the Spider Mans in that decade and the Dark Knight and. uh things like that and then you also got old pixar movies which i'm like that might make up half my list so i'm like how do i even manage that on top of all the other really good movies that are coming out and then the 2010s since like 
I think we all saw so many movies from the 2010s. I don't even know how we're going to deal with that. I think that decade will have all completely different lists, but that'll be fun. Yeah. I think we got quite the episode in. I think that's, yeah, two and a half hours. I'm sure I can cut it down some. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking at the 2000s right now. (laughs) Actually, I'm going to dig in there, too. We might have to do top 20. (laughs) Top 20. Dude, thanks. No joke. It's gonna be tough. Should we do the remembrance as the cinema song? Oh yeah. Uh, and <laughs> thanks for listening. And everybody. remember. And oh, remember. Yeah. <laughs> wait, Always wait. be wearing the cinema <laughs> swamp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys. Always remember the cinema swamp. Thanks for listening to this episode. So what do you think of some of our choices? Were you surprised some movies made it on the list? Are there some surprising ones that didn't make anybody's list? Leave a comment on this episode, like our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinema Swamp, and remember, always beware of the Cinema Swamp. <laughs>